everybody and welcome to the Teach Me Pod. This is Arcana Taria and you are listening to Teach Me How podcast show. Welcome to the second episode, Teach Me How to Understand Veganism. Today's episode is very interesting and raises a lot of questions and conflicts apparently. So before I start, I have two disclaimers. Number one, I neither support nor condemn the idea of veganism. I'm not trying to convince you to follow the vegan lifestyle. I'm just looking into the matter from the point of research to learn the reasons and the pros and cons of becoming vegan. Disclaimer number two. The discussion uses the terms veganism, vegan, and vegetarianism, vegetarian. I must emphasize that the two terms and lifestyles are different. Veganism is refraining from using anything made from animals or could harm animals in any way, in addition to not eating animals or animal products. Vegans even work for organizations to protect the animals against the food industry and animal cruelty in general. While vegetarianism is about not consuming animals, yet consuming animal products like milk, cheese, honey, and so on. Vegetarians might work for organizations to protect the animals like vegans do. Now that we're done with the disclaimers and I cleared myself up, here is a background story about me. Growing up in an Arabian household, food was very important, and eating together was as equally as important. My mother cooked amazing dishes, not just because Arabian cuisine was to die for, but it was her touch that made us grow healthy and strong. I used to love all sort of food provided to me, though I was not keen on meat and meaty dishes. I ate what I was provided with. I didn't know what vegetarianism was, let alone become one, until a certain point in my life. In my early years of secondary school, when I was about 13, I used to watch a lot of Hollywood films. And from there, I learned different eating lifestyles. I learned about people who were against eating animals. They called themselves vegetarians. The idea was interesting to me. I wondered if I should become a vegetarian. Luckily, Arabian cuisine included lots of vegetarian dishes, which I happen to enjoy the most. Living in the suburbs, we grew our own sheep and got the chicken from the chicken shop and the fish from the fish shop. So I couldn't relate to the reasons for becoming vegetarian presented in those films, aka the cruelty in the food industry, mainly. Throughout secondary school until university, and even afterwards, the idea of becoming vegetarian still hindered within me and I fantasized that one day I would be a proud vegetarian. I used to hear a lot of times on TV that it was best for people to give up meat and eat vegetables and whole food. However, growing up Muslim, I learned the story of Abraham and how God sent him the sheep to slaughter instead of his son. So for me, it's clear that God knows best, and if he allows us to eat certain kinds of meat, then why would a bunch of humans go around and say that we shouldn't eat meat, and that eating meat is wrong to the body, the soul, and even the environment? I had to investigate more into the matter. 
I have found that there are three main groups of people who become vegetarians, vegans, excluding the ones that do it due to pressure or as a trend. The first one is for religious reasons. In some religions around the world, eating certain animals or any kind of animal is forbidden. As a result, those who follow the teachings of those religions cut meat out of their diet entirely. The second group are those who become vegetarians or vegans for ethical reasons. They feel sympathy towards the animals who are killed, quotation marks, for the sake of feeding us. They say they feel sorry for a member of a family to be taken away to please us, the humans. After all, animals experience emotions just like humans. As for the third group, there are the vegans, vegetarians who can't consume meat or animal products for health reasons. This group is small compared to the first two, but they exist out there. Now here are the pros I found that the followers of these lifestyles claim. They're divided into three categories. The effect on environment, people, and animals. The first one, the land. Not eating domestic animals like cows, chicken, sheep, or pigs will cause these animals to slowly reduce in number, since the demand to raise them declines. This causes a massive land, which is used for pasture about the size of Africa, and the land used to grow crops exclusively to feed those animals to clear up. So we'll have more land to do other things we'll discuss later. Number two, decreasing in the CO2 levels. Cutting down trees to clear up spaces to pasture animals or grow their food means losing the CO2 absorbing trees, which are the major reason for the increase of CO2 levels that causes global warming. So it's a simple math. More trees, less CO2, less global warming. But to have more trees, we shouldn't cut them to grow crops for the animals and we should plant more. So we need land. Refer to point number one. The combination of these two factors mentioned above, livestock production, is responsible for about 15% of greenhouse gas emissions, which is more than all planes, trains, and all sorts of petrol-based vehicles put together in the whole world. Whoa, that stat scares me to be honest. So we're talking about the land, earth, we're talking about the air, CO2, let's talk about water. About 70% of fresh water consumption is used for agriculture in general. It takes about five times more water to grow animals for meat consumption than planting fruit, vegetables and cereal crops. This is going to come in handy in a following point. Stay tuned. Now, these four pros were about the environment. Let's look about the pros for humans, people. Live longer. Wow. On average, vegetarians or vegans 
live about 10 years longer than the rest of the population. You're going to say like, why would I want to live longer and be old longer? The trick is that it reduces the risk of chronic diseases, which translates into ultimately not just longer life, but healthier life. And that gets us to the second point. You live healthier. Red and processed meat could cause cancer, especially since one third of cancer in the world is related to diet. That fact also scares me. The next point is not about the human health, but it's about the social aspect of people or humans. It's about the cost. It's obvious that it's more expensive to eat meat. From a personal experience, I have to tell you, it's much cheaper, even if the produce happens to be a bit expensive in the region where you live, eating meat would be much more expensive. This following point struck me hard. It says that if an equivalent of livestock crops were given to people instead, so remember we talked about clearing up the land and crops for the uh, and the animals, if we give the equivalent of that livestock crops to people, around 800 million people could be fed. That's about 90 to 95 percent of people who are starving in the world. Okay, I have to be honest, following the, the list of the prawns, it makes me want to go vegan or vegetarian. But I'm still, I'm neutral. I'm not saying yes or no. I have to keep going. Let's see, we have two more pros. So, now we're going to talk about the pros for the animals. The first one, which is already number nine down the list. When it comes to animals, the industry is playing an unfair game. Have you heard of something called GM? Animals are not what they're supposed to be. Animals like chicken are genetically modified to grow as fast and as big as possible, crippling the legs and organs. If humans are genetically modified as these chicken, we could become about 150 kilograms by the age of two. So maybe you should find a more ethical meat. Let's look at the last pro, the animals themselves. The meat industry treats animals so cruelly from the moment they are born to the moment they are slaughtered. You can see lots of videos and pictures on the internet. I don't have to explain anymore. As I mentioned before, I grew up raising sheep. Well, not myself, but my father. And we used to slaughter them. We still do. For holidays or special occasions. However, I watched my father treat those animals with love and care. And when it was time to slaughter them, it was in a way an animal is appreciated and in a merciful manner. I'm referring to the halal way of slaughtering animals. I'm not trying to justify us slaughtering animals. I'm not trying to justify anything. This is my belief, my opinion, my experience. It's different from person to person. On that note, let's look at the cons of becoming vegetarian or vegan. So, quitting meat and animal products 
has negative consequences on people's health and economy. Apparently, not on the animals or the environment. Con number one is workforce. About one billion people around the world work as farmers. Not consuming meat would cause them to lose their jobs and to be unable to provide for their families. Then they are forced to look for an alternative. And let's hope it's not in the dark alley. Con number two, vitamin deficiencies. And you hear this a lot. Especially B12, iron and zinc. Meat being the main source for those vitamins and minerals, the lack of it would cause deficiencies unless supplements are taken on a daily basis. And who remembers to take them on a daily basis? That, on its own, is expensive and maybe not an option for some of us. Call number three, meat alternatives. Looking for meat alternatives could lead to using processed alternatives, which would cause damage to the body and the soul, not to mention it's very expensive. Think about, okay, cheese. I buy vegan cheese. Vegan cheese is hella expensive. It doesn't work exactly like normal cheese, but I do like it occasionally. And restaurants. Don't get me started on restaurants. Restaurants, for some reason, have a dish on the menu that, oh, you can veganize it, but it's still the same price. I mean, I'm not adding the chicken. Why are you still charging me for the chicken? Oh, and the ones that they come pre-mixed. Who pre-mixes salad? Oh, anyway, I don't go to restaurants. I like to cook and eat at home. Con number four, expensive produce. For some people, buying produce is much more expensive than buying processed food that could contain meat. In many countries around the world, fruit and vegetables are very expensive and less available compared to the conventional food found at the supermarket. So you go and you see, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this, I don't know, a hot dog or something, a pack of, of hot dogs. It would be cheaper than buying, let's say, fruit. They don't have to be exotic fruit, they're just apples or oranges. And I'm, I'm referring to Asia in that sense. But vegetables, their vegetables are amazing. Not the thing that we have in the Middle East, some of them. And they're not expensive, so you get to enjoy lots of vegetable dishes and like salad. I like salad and soup. Okay, let's talk now about the economy. We can't have all kinds of plant-based food all year long, anywhere we are. Or at least not in the most natural way, which leads to a major investment in resources. That would harm the economy at some point somehow. I'm not really an expert on economy, but I can connect the dots in my head. Hope you can do too. As for the last coin which is not really considered a con to me, but to some people is. Cooking. People who decide to go vegetarian or vegan must learn how to prepare their own food. And even sometimes, they have to meal prep because of either the lack of options out there or to avoid temptations. Not everybody knows or likes to cook. Or even has time for it. This presents a challenge in front of the new vegetarians. 
I personally am not a vegetarian or vegan, though I tried it before. I didn't continue not because I can't give up meat or cheese like some people might face. I consume mostly plant-based food because I love vegetables and don't like the flavor or the texture of meat. Do I like cake, chocolate, ice cream and pizza from time to time? Yes, of course I do. But everything has to be in moderation. I hate being put in one category or under a certain label. Besides, I live with my family and my mother cooks lots of food with meat like chicken, lamb or beef because Arabian cuisine. While those dishes give me a stomachache since they are so greasy and heavy, that's a fact. I don't eat meat because it's heavy, it's really fatty. I do like some dishes where vegetables are roasted, like with chicken in the oven. I just pick up the vegetables, leave the chicken. Yeah, that, that's why I can't be like vegetarian or vegan, because the roasted vegetables with chicken in the oven, I just pick the roasted vegetables and, and leave the chicken in there. This way makes my life easier. I don't have to like fight it. Because if I have to put lots of effort in it, at some point, I will lose my momentum. And as somebody would refer to it, I will cave and eat this food. I don't consume meat because I don't like meat. It's not for any of the reasons mentioned above. I don't like the texture. I don't like the flavor. I just don't like meat. Sometimes I have fish. I like fish. But it's like rarely my mother cooks it. I personally don't cook with meat. I'd say 99% of my cooking is, is vegan. Not because I want to be vegan, because it's easier. Much, much easier. And it feels light. And I can eat as much as I can because I'm basically eating vegetables. And I don't feel guilty about it. There are some people who support vegetarianism or veganism. And those who are against it. Those who embrace the lifestyle and those who don't. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to persuade you to give up meat. But maybe you should consider how often you eat meat and where you get it from. Try to eat meat once a week to eventually help save the planet and enjoy a longer and healthier life. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in. From my heart to yours, I wish you a wonderful day. See ya. Bye-bye.